Thank you, Lord. Mm. You know, a lot of y'all realize iron sharpens iron. Amen? And God places people in our lives to, to share things with and talk over. And when Dorman asked me to preach, actually I was supposed to preach last month. Things happened. And so I've been praying. I was like, Lord, what do I preach? Because I always tell y'all it's a challenge to get to preach here because what am I going to preach that Dorman hadn't already preached? You know, or that you haven't already heard. And, and, you know, the thing of it is I finally realized it don't matter if you've heard it before. It don't matter if God's laying on my heart, if he's stirring it up. You need to hear it. If not, I need to. And I'm going to preach to myself, if not to y'all. And I need to get my preach on today anyway. But the idea of it is, is this is going to be kind of a twofold deal because later in the month I get to preach. And God was showing me this morning he'll tie the end of the month into this. But we've got a word for today. Amen? And he, he was showing me back there as I was praying how he's going to tie it in the end of the month. But what started all this is Clay and I are not only just brothers in Christ, we're good friends. And he blesses us that we get to talk, and not very seldom when we visit during the week that we don't talk some about the Lord and what's going on. And he brought this up in Daniel, and I'm going to go a couple of different ways with this. I'll read the scriptures, and I want you to bear with me. Don't shut me out, because there's different revelation that he and I both had, and we shared it, and I told him. It's kind of like with Dorman, when he lays stuff out there and everybody grabs it up. And they say, I'm going to preach that. Well, I told Clay, I'm preaching it. And he said, well, it's yours. It's out there. So I'm going to preach to you all this morning some of the different aspects of this time to what God showed me, okay? And, and, and what, during mine and Clay's visit over this, and uh, it may be a little bit different than what you think, but if you bear with me, I'll tie it all in. Let's start in Daniel chapter 3. We're going to start in verse 12. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men. O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true? O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if you be ready that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, sackbut, palstrey, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that your God, or who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said unto the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fires, or fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. I title this, not only is God able, but he's willing. There are too many Christians that run around today's time. We know when you're saved that God's able. Can I get an amen? We know that God can do all things. In Matthew 19 it says, with men this is impossible, but with God... All things are possible. There's something that gets inside of us once we give our eternal salvation to God Almighty. We know that all things are possible. Amen? 
We believe he created the world. We believe he created man. We believe all this and we see it and we can believe that. But when we put it on a personal level, we can believe he's able, but we don't believe he's willing to do it for us. Did you hear me? He, we think that he'll do it for Mike and Tana or Dorman, but for me, no, that ain't going to happen. You know, is it fear? Yes. Lack of faith? Maybe stuff that was spoke over us? You never know. There's always a root of rejection and stuff in there. But these guys had so much faith that when they went up there, they said, My God is able to deliver us. But if you read that right in different versions, it says He's also willing. Now, if you have the faith that God is the willing to move in your life, you will take on the fiery furnace. But we don't want to do that because it's uncomfortable. See, in Matthew 18, 19, it says, I'm going to give you a foundation of where God says He's willing. In 18, 19, it says, And again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Psalms 37, 4, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of thine heart. Matthew 17, 20, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, For verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove ye hence to yonder place, and it shall remove. And nothing shall be impossible unto you. John 14, 12 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. 13 says, And whatsoever ye ask in my name, that will I do. And the Father may be glorified in the Son. What's 14, 14 say? It says, If she, ye shall ask anything in my name, I'll do it. The secret is, and I've taught on the Psalms 37, 4, but the secret is, the closer you draw to God, when you're walking in the new man, your heart is His heart. And so the things that you desire is what He wants to give you. If you've got you out of the way, He'll give it to you. But let's be honest. Can we put it where the rubber meets the road? How many of us in our young Christian walks... He even blessed us and gave us what we wanted even though we didn't need it. Just to prove that He could. Just to prove that He could and that He loved you. You know, this part that Clay and I talked about, uh, in verse 17 it says, If it be so. You know, some people are like, well, you know, I talked to Dorman about this, and he was like, well, that means go ahead and throw us in the furnace. But me and Clay debated a different deal, and this is what I was thinking too along him. I mean, I'm going to go that way with it in a minute, but what about this? If you had your faith so strong that somebody come up and told you that they were going to do something, and you say, don't matter. You do whatever you want to. I'm not changing my mind. The way I see it is, is like you go up and you say, I'm fixing to punch you in the mouth if you don't change your way, and you just, you know what? If that's what makes it happy, punch away. But you're not changing my mind. See, I have enough faith, and Dorman's always like, well, you have a gift of faith, and I praise God that I operate in that, but you know what? Y'all have a measure of faith just like I had when I started this deal. If you believe that you're in the will of God, the Word tells us the steps of the righteous are ordered to the Lord. The devil cannot kill you. Do you hear me? 
He cannot kill you unless you let him. The only authority the devil has in your life is what you allow him to have. But are you willing to stand? It doesn't matter. As Smith Wigglesworth said, we're not moved by what we see, but by what we know. And if we know that God is willing to bless us, that God is willing to sow into our lives, we're not going to be moved. I wrote down here uh, Proverbs 29, 18, where there's no vision, my people perish. That's redemptive revelation. Once again, we're back to identity. If you have no revelation of the redemptive power of Jesus Christ, what He died and paid for, you know, the new soul, health, prosperity, all of it, then you ain't going to get it. You know, the prosperity message has been preached, and I believe in it. I really do. But I believe He ain't going to bring it to you unless He can trust you with it. There ain't no reason why we're not a whole congregation full of millionaires. But what's the desire of your heart? Is it the old man wanting the big fancy things and to show out to people? Or is it the new man saying, God, give it all to me so I can give it away and bless the kingdom? What is the deal on this health deal? You know that I've offended people with this and I don't mean to. But I know what the Bible says. Why do we not walk in divine health? I really think it's sometimes... We think that God will heal somebody else, but He's not willing to heal us. Or, what if it doesn't work? I'm not going to pray for Jerry, because what if it doesn't manifest? Well, doesn't that bring it back on me? Where in the Bible does it say it's about me anyway? But we have a hard time stepping up and believing this. We don't want to go to the fiery furnace. And, and, And I'm going to preach a little more on this in the end of the month. But I'm here to tell you... That if God said it, it's done. John 19.30 says it is finished. If you've read the book, you see what he's done, don't you think you need to apply it to your life? But we get just enough to get saved or partially saved or look to fly away or we're comfortable and content with where we're at and we don't want to take the next step. Well, I'm here to tell you that the Spirit is moving. And those of us that are looking for the next level, that are looking for the next step, God is going to let us go into it and see more signs and wonders and see a bigger move of the Spirit than you can ever imagine. But if you want to sit on your duff and be comfortable with where you're at, you will stay there. And we're not talking about heaven or hell, people. We're talking about right now. Time's right now. How many people are worried about what's going on with the economy? Everybody. I'm not. Health insurance. I'm not. You know, this stuff don't move me. And a lot of it's by the teaching I've got to sit under and the different things. But you know, my God's so much bigger than the President, the Congress, the Senate. The Bible tells me the righteous have not been forsaken. Amen. But if you don't know enough of the Word in you to have something to stand on, how can you know that God's willing to move mightily in your life? Does it not say in Mark 16, These signs shall follow them that believe? You know, I'm really... It really bothers me that I see the church walking around beat up in a lot of ways, you know, and, and I praise God for the men in this church. Dennis said something one time, and I've prayed a lot about it. He, uh, he said, how do you know? Just how do you know? And I really took on a deal of, am I judging? And I started interceding and asking God, how do I know this? What do I know? Why am I 
seeing this, and, and maybe Dennis isn't or somebody else isn't, and it sounds judging and condemnation, but that's not what I'm feeling. Father, help me. And he showed me in a vision that if you know what you're looking for, somebody else that may not see it. Where I'm called to the body, I know what I'm looking for. It's not judging. It's, and I don't like using this, but I will. It's the fruit deal. And, and I know that you can give me the deal about are you judging apples or oranges or all that. But what I'm saying is to see the body walk in the fullness as I'm called to see and to help and encourage and raise up. If I'm not seeing it, why does God got the passion in my heart? If we were there, I would be preaching different things. I don't know if y'all understand that or if it comes out as clear, but it's a passion that's inside of me that if I seen this church raising the dead, I wouldn't have to preach about it. Last week, I think it was, Dorman said, well, I'm glad the hearts are going out to Bill Johnson's, that's right, where they, or, or whatever, when Don Ann gave that testimony about the stuff. Well, they're headed to the right place, that's what Dorman said. Well, people shouldn't have to go to Redding, California to see a move of the Spirit. New life should be the right place. Canyon, Texas should be the right place. If we're living in Christ and Christ is living in us, things should be happening everywhere we set our feet. Everywhere. And I'm not talking about works. I'm talking about walking in the divine knowledge of who you are and what you're called to. But I think there's a laziness in the body, a lethargy. I also think there's people that are scared to give up something, even though they don't realize they were bought it with a price and you're not your own anyway. And I really think people think it's going to be an inconvenience. But if you actually got to be used in the fullness of what we're here for, there's more peace, joy, and everything. I wrote down here as I was praying, it says, Doubt see, sneaks in at any cost. And I believe doubt and fear are linked. You know, I wish Alan was here because God showed me something that happened with Alan and myself. And uh, he can get the tape, but, but I just want to share something, what I'm talking about. And Dorman has really helped me with this because the way I see things, as you all know, is very black and white. There's not a gray area, one. And the thing of it is, is I don't like anything that would sow a seed of doubt in your life. I despise it. And, and I've learned how to handle this, okay? I've learned how to see that my perception may not be what everybody needs to hear right now. But, you know, me and Alan bumped heads one morning, and it really, I was mad. It was one of those, how dare you? You know, and Alan's the same way I am. He's this passion for the Lord. And, you know, he was talking about, we were talking about health. And, you know, that's a passion of mine. And he said, he said something that really, and I told Dorman, I ain't, uh. Dorman calmed me down, but he said, yeah, that's right, Ross, but in the natural. And I told Dorman, I don't want to hear about in the natural. I'm not a natural being. I'm a supernatural individual walking in divine healing and anointing from God. I don't want to hear anything that I need to do in the natural. It's all supernatural. Now, I agree that there's things that we have to do in the natural to have divine health. I agree that there's things that we need to do as far as exercise, diet, take care of our stuff, and eat right and all that. I do. I believe in all that. And I, I love Alan. I believe a lot of what he's saying. But at that moment with that group of men sitting around there, what I heard was, well, you need to do this to be able to do this. And so that sowed a little seed of doubt in my vision, in my eyes, that if I'm not doing what a nutritionist says, 
then God's not going to heal me. Now, of course, I know I took it wrong. And I, I mean, we've mended the bridges or whatever. It wasn't nothing really burned because with me and him, we both just say what's on our mind and we go on. But Dorman told me, he says, you've got to see it the way that he sees it. But what I'm saying is, it's just like with this verse. See, when I told Dorman about this, that Clay and I was talking about this, he says, no, it's not like that, Ross. It's saying, if you go ahead and put us in the furnace, if it be so. And I'm like, well, maybe so. Maybe that's what's right. I even researched the Greek, and they put the stupid commas in the Greek. I mean, they may have put them in the right place, the wrong place. I don't know. But I went all the way because I was going to prove my point. But God didn't let me, you know. But I will say this, that I understand as I was praying about this, that there's times that we might have to go through the furnace. You know, but 2 Timothy tells us, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. So I was thinking about that this morning, and I was... uh, he reminded me in 2 Timothy 1.6, right before that where it says, I put in thee remembrance that stir up the gift of God which is in thee by putting on of my hands. Stir up your gifting. Stir up your gifting. I've told you all a million times, I need you to be you. You need me to be me. You do yours, I do mine, and we'll be one healthy body walking together. Amen? But the fact of the matter is, is even when we're going through the trials and the tribulations, we don't even really stir up our gifting a whole lot. Let's just be honest. It's like, I mean, I had a word for someone this morning. When the battle comes on and it gets hot, you get focused on you, and you can't see what God's doing. If you're sick, hunched over the commode all day long, how many of you saying you're worshiping praising God? It's not. Let's just put the... I mean, there's sickness going on right now. If you're laying in a hospital with pain throughout your body, how hard is it to focus and praise God? But the fact of the matter is, you have to praise your way out of it. But so easily we give in and say, okay, this is where I'm at. This is my thorn in the flesh. This is what I've got to put up with. And that's a lie. That is a lie. But the thing of it is, I don't feel like, I feel like them guys, when they were called before the king, they were like, I don't care what you say, what you do. I have such an intimate relationship with my father, with my God, that I'm not worshiping your idols. Throw me in the furnace. Cut my head off or leave me the heck alone. It don't matter. I'm not changing. When I was pastoring a church, the congregation told me one time, if you die before Jesus comes back, we know what we're putting on your headstone. I said, really, what's that? And they said, until the Holy Ghost shows me otherwise. Because I would always tell them, they'd come and say, well, what about this? No, because there's no give. The Word of God says this, and unless the Holy Spirit shows me otherwise, I ain't moving. And I mean, that's where I stay, you know, and I'm not going to share with y'all what it's about, but Dorman got me this week. I thought I'd gotten right where he couldn't stretch me. And he laid something out there that there's no need to get into, but I got great respect for. When I told him, I said, Dorman, that's not in the Word of God. He says, I know, but I just know. I said, that don't sell it to me. He says, I know it don't have to, but I'm just telling you. 
And I said, well, I guess, you know, when he told me like that, he didn't come at me. He didn't say I was wrong. He just said, we'll just see how it all plays out. See, I can handle that. I can put it back on the shelf and see what happens. But the first thing he knew, I would come at him with us at dormant. He goes, I know I can't back it in the Word. I said, that's right. But he knows that he knows. Well, there's times that I know that I know, and I try to back it in the world all, all the time, and 90-something percent of the time I can. But every once in a while, there's just something your old knower knows. And, and it's just like when we were talking about this Scripture. The Lord ministered to Clay at a time in his life with where we were talking about this, and he knew that he knew, and I agreed with him, and we were preaching each other happy. And there's just some things you don't know, but you know. But the fact of the matter is, if they lay it before you, are you willing to go to the fiery furnace? Are you willing to go through what it takes, knowing that you're in the center of God's plan in your life, and you're in the palm of His hand? See, I really believe this. Even though Jesus was entirely man, God entirely man, it says, for the joy that was set before Him, He endured the cross. I truly believe that he crawled upon that cross with joy. I do. I think when he didn't want, when he asked the Lord to have the cup taken from him three times, was it three times? I don't remember now. But when he sought the Lord to have the cup, not to have to drink of the cup, it was because he just knew that all of our filth and nastiness of our old soul, he was going to have to take on his pure, clean self. And if you've ever been pure and clean and you understand where you're at, that's why I'm having a hard time in today's time that once you taste the goodness, why do we go back to the world? Matter of fact, Kim and I talked about that coming over. I mean, because I see stuff with the way the Internet is. It's like, this person had a revelation of who they are in Christ. This person was praying for people and seeing miracles, signs, and wonders. But now they're back going to the bars, running the world, drinking. And, and, and Why? Because I've lived both parts, and there's nothing back in that old man that I want. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't show up occasionally, but I'm saying the lifestyle I don't want. But, you know, I, I've shared this with some of y'all, but when I was thinking about God is willing, I was thinking about this. And I told Dorman this, when, when the Lord showed me that Kim and I were going to be husband and wife or that she was the one that was promised to me, we were in an encounter, and it was Sunday morning, she wasn't even there. And I told God for a year or two, you could show me and I can handle this. Just show me what I'm going to do. And I'm going to tell you what, when I got a revelation, it knocked my feet right out from under me because I can pray for you and believe for you, but I didn't think I was worthy enough to receive the gift that God had for me. I had to go through ministry that morning because it floored me so bad that I was like, Lord, you know, she's this, this, and this. And I, and, and I knew that scripture about such were some of you, but that's good for y'all. I can preach it to you and I can pray for you. But I wasn't willing to receive it for myself because I was a little bit of my own judge. I was going to pay a little penance and didn't even realize I had that inside of me. Amen? But see, my father is a respecter of no persons. And he showed me in this while I was preparing for this, there's two things that God won't do. We say he's able to do everything. He is, but there's two things he will not do. There may be more. You Bible scholars may slap me around on this one, but I can tell you two. God will not lie because it says God is not a man that he should lie, and God will not go against his word. His word is Jesus. His word is written down for us. 
And we're supposed to live our life by that word. So any situation in your life, and it's the living word. It gives us all kinds of stuff to look at. But you find what pertains to you for the situation you're in, and you stand on it. Now, it may not mean the same to Kent today that it means to me. But you know what? That's okay. It's the same Holy Ghost, and he may need to see it a little bit different. Maybe he needs, I tease Eric all the time, maybe Eric needs to hear it in the New American Standard when I want to hear it in the King James. It doesn't matter if that's what ministers to him. We'll just pray he gets holier. I don't know. But the idea of it is, is guys, he's willing to bless you. But are you willing to receive? We knew he was able. And then the last part of this, I wrote down, "Mm, if you have to go through the fire, he'll go with you. You finish reading the story, and as we all know that Jesus showed up in the fire with them. It says in Hebrews 13, let your conversation be without covenants and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Somewhere along the line, we have to get a hold that this walk really has nothing to do about us. It's actually about the Lord. The gifts we have are not for ourselves. I used to tell Dorman all the time, why can't I get a word for myself? I need some direction. He's like, it's not your gift for you, Ross. Well, find another prophet that will speak into my life because I need some direction. But it's about the body. It's about us walking in the fullness of what God wants. But if you don't know who you are and you don't know what's been appropriated for you, then you can't walk in it. It's a growth. We talk about this all the time in the coffee shop. This new man deal is pretty rough. It's easy, but it's rough. Because once you start recognizing the difference between the old and new and what you're walking in and all this other stuff, sometimes you can beat yourself up about it pretty hard. But it tells me in Proverbs that a just man shall fall seven times and pick himself up again and go on. And it says, get off the milk of the word and on to the meat. There is a growth that is done in the word and in our walk with the Lord. Maybe you're not where I'm at, but there's some of y'all in here that I ain't where you are. But we do the best we can with where we're at, and we be willing to let God bless us. Because we know He's able. And then you know what? It says He's a respecter of no persons. But if you're not getting what you believe God should be given, I challenge you to check your heart. Are you looking for what's in the old or what's in the new? And for anybody that sold you to the fact that Christians do not go through hard times, that Christians are not going to be pruned, that there's not going to be times to build up patience and perseverance, then you were lied to. This road's not an easy road. It's a blessed road. And it's an empowered road. And there is a road to victory. It's already been done. But you know what? If you think about it, when you was a little kid, you didn't start off running. It took a while to even get yourself to crawl fast, to pull up, and to get to where you could run. Why do we think we need to hit the ground running full speed once we get a new revelation?
Because a lot of times the revelation's in our head and not our spirit and in our heart, in our soul. And my God loves me enough. He's not going to let you have that million dollars till He can trust you with it. He's not going to let you raise the dead until He knows it's not about you, it's about Him. Because the secret is He'll tolerate us when we're children. Because how many of y'all, when you had little kids, you let them get away with a lot more than when they did when they got older because, oh, it was cute, oh, it's funny. Or, you know, that's not going to bother them. But the older they got, you know, you expected a little bit more. You're growing. You're learning. There's a little bit more responsibility. There's a little more stricter lines. Our Father's a lot the same way. He lets you have fun. But there comes a time to say, okay, you're called and you're chosen. Now you walk forward in what I've called you to do. And you do it with the integrity and the fullness. And the only way you can do that is in the new man. And if you can't learn to die to the old... You can't walk forward in the new. There's new revelation coming down the pike all the time. It's old stuff, but we're, our eyes are being opened and we're getting to see. But the fact of the matter is, if he can't trust you with the last revelation, he's not going to move you forward in a new revelation. But if you can get a hold of who you are and get in the Word and see what's yours and you get it in you and you're doing it for the right reasons, then you're going to see the blessings fall before you. It's not about works. You all heard me speak over Jim about fasting. It's not about fasting and making something happen. He understands what God was talking about. It's not about trying to make God's hand move. It's about being who you are in Christ and letting God's hand move in your life. Amen? So the next time you come up to something and quit, well, I know, God, you're able. You know, I used to tell him all the time, you could create my wife and have her land in the house. He could. But it took some other stuff to get there. I told her it took two years of her behaving herself and getting things straight. It was her fault. It wasn't mine. But we know where the real work was because y'all seen a lot of it. So let's just go there. I know. But I didn't share anything. I hadn't told her. So, But seriously, guys, I'm tired of seeing the body think it's all for somebody else and not for us. It is. But where's your heart at? I don't know. But I know that Jesus said it's finished. I know that we're sitting at the right hand of the Father in Him. I know that everything's been appropriated for. And to me, by not using it, it's like going down and buying a brand new vehicle not using all the accessories on it. Now, you may have to have a little bit of training because to learn to work this or that or the other technology gets so advanced every day but if you don't use it why do you have it amen eric